Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday evening. Um, <laughs> I forget the date. What, what's the, what the heck is today? September 19th. We doesn't are matter. What yeah, doesn't matter? We're, we're wrapped up with week three of college football, and we are back to talk about it. Myself, TJ Pittenger, Richie Barnes, back for another week. Richie, how are you doing this evening? Oh, man, I'm actually doing pretty good. It's been a great weekend. Uh, my wife's best friend from Chicago was in town, so we got to go out to brunch, hang out with her all day. You know, I, I'm glad I'm into the point of my life where I, I cannot let Florida State ruin my entire weekend. I had a phenomenal Sunday, so I, I don't know about you, but I, it's been a great day for me. Um. Yeah, no, I've had a good I've had a good weekend. Um, obviously, the game we'll get into the game, but. Uh... You know, the, the game yesterday wasn't a lot of fun, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm to the point now where I can, I can not let, uh, <laughs> what do we do, do here? Like we just, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't mean to go into this so far, but yeah, like I used to be, I used to be that fan that like yeah. a bad, a bad game was, you know, it for me for the rest of the week. Like I was just, and, and I just, I've, I've moved past that. I mean, some of that came with having kids, some of that came with the Willie Taggart era, just beating me down and the end of the Jimbo era and things like that. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel good. I, I had a good weekend. I ran to, um, we're, we're closing on a house, I believe on Friday. And so yeah, some, some big news there. So I ran up there a couple of times to meet a couple of contractors to have them give me some estimates and some quotes. We're actually closing on that house before we close on our, before we sell our house, our house is sold, but the closing dates were closed on that one first. And so, going to be able to get a lot of like renovation stuff done before we actually move in. So it'll kind of be moving nice. ready. So that'll be, that'll be good. There's like a 10 day gap. So yeah, did some of that. Watched some good college football yesterday. Also watched our game, um, have watched NFL all day <laughs> today. We, uh, we went to church this morning, but we just kind of like hung out and chilled and didn't do a lot this weekend, which was great. And so, yeah, good, good weekend. But uh, there's the good part. We'll get into some bad stuff here in just a minute. But, I, I, had, I actually had a great day yesterday, you know, uh, obviously, TJ, you know, you, you've met my wife, Lindsay. She's a big Bama fan. So we enjoyed the 330 games, like not the one that we played in. Yeah. Uh, our, our, our Knowles played. But I, granted, my goodness, it, it, it was uh, closer than I would have liked for the uh, Florida-Alabama game. But obviously, we're here to talk Florida State, Wake Forest. So let's just jump right into it, man. Before we do, Double Fries No Saw brought to you. We got to pay the bills. Double Fries No Saw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street, 2550 North Monroe. Tell them that Double Fries No Slaw sent you. We need to do another giveaway with them. We give away a cooler. Yeah. Um, that was really, really cool and no pun intended. But we need to do another giveaway with them. So I'm going to chat with them this week, see what we can come up with. But we bought a bunch of people free drinks and stuff. If you mentioned that Double Fries No Slaw sent you, they were doing, you know, you get a free drink. So let's do something else fun like that. I'll reach out to them this week and we'll get a, we'll get a giveaway going. Um, but uh, yeah, Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's again in Tallahassee. Visit both of those locations and uh, drown your sorrows with a gut box. Sorry. So let's jump into the game. Um, you know, do you want to take this? You want me to take this? How do you, how do you want to do this, man? Like, this yeah, is not I, fun either way. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it honestly was surprising to me how little effort and I don't know. It, the team just did not look prepared to play. And, uh, you know, uh, we talked about last week how they, they clearly were not prepared. They were 
preparing for this game. And uh, my question is, Mike Norvell, what are we doing if we uh, spent all of last week preparing for Wake Forest? And uh, then to see that, that, that it was disgusting. Like 27 first downs to 16 first downs. Uh, you get outgained 44 to 317. Uh, six turnovers, my goodness. Just, uh, I, I, I was baffled watching this game. I was watching both this game and the Florida-Alabama game. But I, I was paying very close attention to our game, TJ, and I, I did not know what we were doing. And what pissed me off the most was right out of the gun. We, we Okay, we knew Milton was starting. Then we go Travis right away, like pick a quarterback at this point. That don't We can't do this back and forth. I know we need both quarterbacks to win at some games, maybe one game this season. But pick one quarterback and ride with him. I, I was just so frustrated from the start. I don't know about you, TJ. Yeah, I yeah, we'll start there with the quarterbacks. I did not love the fact that I mean, okay, so let's back up just a little bit more. Florida State, I tweeted like at 11:30 the night before, it would be so great if Florida State could win the turnover battle. And the fourth play of the game, Florida State gets a turnover, somewhat lucky, but gets a turnover, has the ball in almost plus territory, first down play. When Florida State gets the ball back, a completion by Milton, six yards to get to the Wake Forest 44. And then Corbin runs for seven yards, fumbles the ball. Okay, whatever. Like, good force fumble by Wake. We, a turnover for a turnover, whatever, right? I didn't even really care that Wake goes out and scores in three plays, right? Like, whatever. Wake was going to put up points. We, we talked with Les about that before um, everything kind of went down. What I didn't understand is why – I mean, Milton didn't do anything – to be taken out of the game. Like, well, I don't know why they just immediately, why we immediately just went back to Travis at that point. Um, Travis comes out three plays for negative one yards. And we immediately go back with Milton and then Milton comes out and then we immediately go back with Travis and, and it did work, right? Like that, that fourth time yeah. we did get a, we did get a touchdown on that drive. Um, but the back and forth, the back and forth, I mean, no rhythm, no continuity. Again, if Milton would have thrown a pick on that first drive and, and you took him out, to put Travis in, like, that's one thing, but it, it really just seemed like, I mean, I, I didn't think Milton did anything that deserved to come out of the game at that point. Um, now, you say he shouldn't have started or, you know, Jordan should have started or whatever, but just pick a guy and ride with him, you know? Like, I think, you know, yeah. giving a guy two plays and, and his running back fumbling the ball, I mean, it's not like Milton did anything wrong on that first drive. Just, I don't know, didn't love that. And so the back and forth, back and forth, Travis goes in, Gets a touchdown. We roll with him for a little while um, until he ends up getting hurt and then ended up being Milton's game kind of for the rest of it. But by the time, I, you know, and, and Florida State did do some things decently well yesterday, right? Like yeah. down 24 to 7, you kind of felt like, oh, well, this is over. Scored a touchdown. Got a goal line stand right after that. Um to make it a two score game at the half. But then after that, I mean, it was, it was over, right? Like, totally, you yeah. know, went, went very quick possession in the, in the, to start the second half and wake scores to go up 21 and that's it. Nice drive. Actually, once wake scored to go up 21, we did have a nice drive all the way down to the wake 11. Um, ended up yeah. not being able to convert on a fourth and two. I don't know why, again, you know, why I'm, not, I'm not quarterback I, draw with the one yeah, I'm, quarterback. I'm I'm not here to fire Norvell or anything else. Like wow. I'm not I'm not on that train just yet. But running with with Milton there just didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. 
Um, I understand the last the, the two plays before that. I mean, Corbin had run for one yard, and then Corbin had run for no game that gain uh, the play the two plays before. So I'm okay not running with Corbin, right? Like the same exact play three times in a row and expecting two yards on that fourth and two. But again, I just didn't love the. I mean, we got outplayed. We got we were like they were more disciplined than us, and they were also coached better. Um, I will say Florida State lost, and this is not to put lipstick on a pig. This is not to say that this game was closer than it seemed or anything like that. Florida State drove the ball down 21. Florida State drove the ball inside the Wake 10 twice, right? Or it got to the 11 on the one that we just talked about, that fourth down, forced to stop on defense, and then got back inside the one. First and goal from the one, and we fumbled uh, into the end zone. You know, you'd like to think that you're a little bit better in the red zone, especially a little bit better inside the one yard line. But there's two two drives in a row that if you put the ball into the end zone, then it's a seven point game. Also, the defense forced another stop after that, right? So, yeah. you know, the defense kind of did what they needed to do and forcing three stops in a row or giving the offense uh, the ball three times in a row. And so, not the, the game wasn't closer. Like that's not the point that oh, we were we were inches away or any of that crap. No, but. <laughs> had their chances to kind of make it a game, make it competitive and just couldn't do it. So I don't know the, I totally understand switching quarterbacks in and out here and there uh, when somebody looks a little hurt, which Travis certainly did at one point, but uh, didn't love what we did with the quarterbacks yesterday. Didn't love the lack of discipline, the lack of concentration, fumbling the ball inside the one yard line or play calling on a fourth and two with, you know, one-legged Milton out there. I just, I don't know. It, it was a head scratcher kind of from start to finish and a game that Florida state was really never in. Yeah. And that's, I think what to me is most frustrating because watching the game, it, you never felt like Florida state was going to win. You know, there, there's, and I'm the eternal optimist. I picked us to beat Wake Forest. Right. But I'm watching this game and I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, there's this is not going to happen for Florida State today. Uh, we we just we don't have it. Whatever it is, we don't have it. And it was frustrating because, like you mentioned, TJ, it, it it was such an important game for Florida State, and to drop it the way we did is just so frustrating, and it it stinks, man. And for Mike Norvell, you know, I I'm I'm a fan of Mike Norvell. but you, you can't defend this much longer, right? Like he's now coached twelve games. Um, and I think he could be the guy, but the problem in today's college football, will he get time? I don't know. I, I, I still think he's the guy, but I don't know if he's going to have the time. What's tough is that Florida state. Yeah. There's just a lot of factors and yeah, I, I don't, what's tough is, yeah, let's back up to the game. What's tough is that I, I think that we all kind of said, like, man, I, I think the line is shockingly close. I, I think that, you know, maybe Vegas is trying to tell us something here. I thought it was right. I thought it was right. <laughs> really, from the onset, Wake was just a better team. They were the better – they they played better. They were coached better. They made less mistakes. I mean, how many times did Florida State end a drive uh, defensively and then get a penalty, whether it was a roughing the punter or a late hit out of bounds or – just a terrible app dead ball penalty to, to kind of extend drive. So it was really on both sides of the ball. Like it was not yeah. just, you know, wasn't just the offense. I mean, it was the defense, it was the special teams, it was the coaching. I mean, it was a complete, yeah, the whole team chipped in on this loss. So, <laughs> um, yeah, brutal, brutal, 
we will uh i mean we'll we'll talk about kind of a season outlook we'll talk about more you know as the show goes on but yeah just from start to finish you know four state's got a lot to figure out you know i will say wake is probably one of the more talented teams in the acc that they'll play obviously north carolina clemson miami being on, on the higher end of that but Wake is probably better than every other ACC team besides those three that I just mentioned. I really don't know that Miami is that good either. Wake may beat them. But uh, Wake's probably better than Syracuse, probably better than Louisville, probably better than BC, probably better than NC State. So I will say that that it it does get a little easier for Florida State. They play three of those games at home, NC State, uh, Louisville, and Syracuse, those last two coming up these next two weeks. Um, The line came out today for Louisville, and Florida State's just a one-point dog at home. So Vegas, again, is telling you that – that's a coin flip, right? Like Florida yeah. State could very easily win that game. But again, what Florida State are you going to get? You're going to get the Florida State that played for the first two quarters in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame, or you're going to get the Florida State that played the last quarter against Jacksonville State or the whole game against Wake Forest, you know? I mean, so that, you know, I don't know. That's why it's a point, you know, <laughs> if you knew, <laughs> we'd be a huge so favorite. That's <laughs> yeah. what's so tough because, honestly – Obviously, 0-3, none of us want to be here, right? But at the same time, that Notre Dame game still happened. And I know Sergio about Notre Dame, they're they're clearly not a top 10 team, but they're still a quality football team. And Florida State competed with them. So there's still a lot of games that Florida State can can compete on the schedule because let's be honest, the ACC does not look great. And we're gonna talk about it with our guests coming up soon. Guys, we need Florida State fans in the stands at Doak, and this is gonna be extremely important. Because this Louisville game is a, you know, we, we called Wake Forest a must win. This week is a must win. It's a home game against Louisville. Again, we're one point dog. I think that flips before the game uh, kicks off. I think Florida State probably ends up favored just because you can't start on four, right? I don't know. You got more confidence than me. I think the line probably ends up going the other way. Not to be, uh, not to be super negative, but I just think that there aren't a lot of people that are buying yeah. FSU right now. So, uh, I think that it ends up being like Louisville, you know, by like a, I hope. Okay. So the, the old betting adage, you always take a home dog when it's like minus three or like plus three. So like, I hope it gets to Louisville favored by three. Like that's what, that's my ultimate hope is that, and then it's a sure win for us if that happens. So anyway, we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. We're going to add a couple of guests here um, to the show. Let's see if I can do this without messing anything up. Um, David Plack. And Chandler Wilson, uh, FSU marching chief. David is the um, – your title on your bio is much different than, like, the official FSU <laughs> title that, that you're given, like, the director of – and I'm just like, Richie, what's his title on his bio? So <laughs> <laughs> the director of athletic bands right. at Florida State. Um, can we just say the, the leader of the marching chiefs? Is that is that easier? Um one of them. I, I <laughs> my partner on here. He, he and I. He and I share the responsibility of the marching chiefs. Uh, and uh, but yeah, we 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 all we each put a few different hats on. So several. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on, David Plack, Chandler uh, Wilson. Thank you guys for your time tonight and coming on and chatting with us. Kind of late notice, short notice. We uh, we had uh, Richie had reached out and we'd wanted to get you on. Um, and they were like, Hey, let's get David on. Cause at least, you know, it'll make people happy <laughs> well, I, <laughs> after, I remember, like, after the weekend, <laughs> like last year, after we had a couple bad losses, we had Mark Ziegler come on the podcast. Yeah. Like we need some positivity yeah. and I feel like that's where we are now. Like we, we need you, David and you Chandler. Let's bring some positivity and try and get some fans at dope this weekend. 
Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, we got to keep, you know, no pun intended, beating the drum, you know. It's what we got to do. Yeah. Um, you know, Chandler, Chandler and I have talked about this, you know, what, you know, I mean, it's, it's our job to keep beating the drum and, you know, and uh, support the team through it all. And hopefully fans will, you know, follow our lead. That's kind of what we're hoping. Yeah. So, so before we get anything too serious, I will ask you guys um, this double fries, no slaw, obviously uh, an ode to Guthrie's there. So before we even get into anything FSU, anything band related, like, are you guys both, uh, I mean, you guys don't order the coleslaw there when you go there, right? Like, no. just give me the good news, right? <laughs> no. Okay. When he, when he, when, when he, when he originally mentioned the podcast to me, I said, "Oh, that has to do something with Guthrie's." That's, <laughs> so, that's that, that's automatic. Yeah, we double uh, fries, no slaw. That's one place in particular. Yeah, we. Um, I've told everybody this. Everybody listening, like, has probably heard it a million times, but they can hear it a million and one times. So, everybody's podcast is like Spear or Tribe or unconquered or just what like i don't know and I, I love all those words you know but that, everything's just the same and so we're just looking for something off the wall and crazy and different and um but that's what so stood out i remember when you all first launched that's what i remember seeing that title and going well that's that's different you know yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and that's how it works you know yeah like you're never gonna forget that like you know what was the name of that podcast i was on like the what cast or <laughs> this or that like oh don't fries no song because everybody orders it like that so yes. um the other story i told a million times is i asked uh you've probably heard of this but i i asked uh, live on the air and i went back and listened to that episode the other day i asked charlie ward um if he you know, ever had Guthrie's or whatever. He's like, yeah, I never had that. I'm a vegan. And I was just like, <laughs> awesome. That I have nowhere to, like, I have nowhere to go. The good news about this, I'll never have that awkward of a conversation with anyone else on the air, like live, but like, imagine he immediately was like, okay, let's talk Florida State football. Yeah. Like, all right, tell me about 93, Charlie. Like, I'm just like, what, you know, like imagine asking the greatest athlete in your school's history. Like, he's like, I'm a vegan. And I was like, you weren't that's, a vegan in the early '90s, though, bro. Like, come you on, learned, you, you learned something new. I mean, that's what you all are doing. You're educating the, the masses on yeah. Charlie Ward, and he just happens to be a vegan. Cool yeah. Transitions. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next subject, please. So, um, all right, David, talk just a little bit about, uh, and and both of you, just you know, talk to us about your role. I mean, like you guys said, you guys wear a bunch of different hats. Talk to us about um, the Chiefs in general, the different bands that are at different events and just things like just kind of give us a, a high level overview of of a lot of that stuff just yeah well i mean I'll, I'll kick it off and then i'll let chandler talk i mean you know for us it's it's very simple you know we have uh you know for football it, it's marching chiefs marching chiefs is is football pretty much only and then we have a pet band i know you all know this it's called seminal sound and that really is everything outside of football uh, we played, you know, obviously for women's volleyball, men's and women's basketball. Uh, we'll make appearances, honestly, you know, maybe for every sport on campus at least once. We've done tennis and track and softball and soccer. And, uh, you know, so we do have, you know, we have a lot going on, but uh, we have two bands essentially under the title of athletic bands and one being Marching Chiefs uh, and the other being Seminole Sound, which encompasses, you know, we kind of call it an Olympic sport pet band. Chandler, do you want to add anything to that? Oh, no, I disagree. Uh, you know, we do a lot of variety of things, um, you know, along with the athletic component to it. 
Uh, but of course, a lot of times when dignitaries come in town or even the new president, as soon as he showed up, uh, we are the group that's there uh, to play. So, uh, you know, we do as many, you know, public performances as we can uh, as well with athletics. Uh, you just get out in the community and, uh, you know, support, um, you know, our university and also just show everybody that we also support the community as well. So uh, we're we're all over the place as much as we can. You guys um, are very synonymous with uh, with FSU, like every rival complains like, oh, I hear that war chant one more time and everything, you know, but we can't get enough of it. Right. Like, you know, it's it's the coolest thing ever, whether we're at a you know, whether we're watching an FSU game at an FSU game, watching softball or soccer, you know, on TV or just whatever, like it is, it is really, really cool and neat to hear it. Um, obviously a lot of what you guys do is, is around athletics. Um, how competitive is it to be a marching chief? Like how hard is it to, to get into, um, to get into that group? Chandler, you want to take that one? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll start it. And I'll let him be his, the super political guy. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, um, it, it, it is a little bit uh, to get into the program. Uh, we do have a, uh, a, uh, a limit or a capacity that we can have uh, just based on travel and stuff like that. So, you know, we would love to take as many people as we can, but we do have some form of cap that we need to uh, uh, kind of adhere to. Uh, and because of that, um, there are some, you know, areas, especially in certain sections where competition can be a little bit, um, you know, heavy. Um, we have a two component aspect. We have a marching aspect to, to, to their audition. And we also have a playing aspect uh, to their audition. Uh, and every year, uh, everybody outside of, the, outside of the selective leadership pretty much auditions every year. So your first year, and if you're not selecting the leadership, then you're auditioning again for the next year um, as well. So, uh, it, you know, it is semi, you know, competitive to get in, but it's not, uh, you know, not with the overall idea that we still want everybody to succeed and, uh, you know, get, get the best product possible as well. Sure. Yeah. We have, you know, pre COVID we, you know, we, we were, we were averaging about 525 that would audition, uh, which is, that's a lot. And, you know, our target number essentially is around 420. So, you know, we, you know, pre COVID, um, you know, that hundred and, you know, maybe, you know, a little over a hundred, we, you know, we just weren't able to take. And so another thing that, you know, I think, you know, your guests will be surprised to know is, you know, 80, 80% of the marching chiefs are uh, non-music majors, you know, and nobody, nobody is required to be there. And I think that's something that uh, is very, I don't know that it's unique just to us, but, you know, we don't, uh, the history of the organization, Florida State football, everything else, um, just students want to come and be in the marching chiefs. And so we don't, no one is required to do it. Not even the music majors, uh, 80% of the band roughly are non-music majors. And, and we don't, we don't really offer, we're not able to offer scholarships or stipends, uh, just due to the size of the band. So, you know, everybody you see out there is there voluntarily, um, just because they love their school and they love to support the team. Yeah, and David, I so my freshman year, I, I came for summer C. I got to I had the pleasure of living in Cawthorn Hall, which was yep. the music hall uh at the time. And then I went to Smith Hall. Oof, that was rough, but <laughs> for the fall <laughs> semester. But I, I, I want to talk about last or two weeks ago, TG and I were were both in Tallahassee and phenomenal day just to, from everything in the tribute to Bobby Bowden. And I love you guys spelling out Bobby. And I know David, you were still with the or you were with the band at the time channel i'm not sure about you but i remember my senior year 
Bobby Bowden's last game at the Gator Bowl. You guys spelled it out. Mm -hmm. It was really cool to see it all come full circle. How much do you play a role in the the choreography of the band? Because that's something that a lot of people don't really think about, but it's it brings the game day together. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Chandler and I, our colleague Patrick Dunnigan, you know, we'll, we'll all sit down and kind of map out the season. You know, what people also might not understand is, you know, there are some things that are just off limits due to copyright and permissions. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's you'd think that we just can just pick a song and, and run with it. Mm. And, uh, and you know, and, and, you know, together <laughs> being a, you know, a big time arranger and composer. I mean, he knows that more than anybody. It, you know, there are things that we have to do well in advance of a halftime show. And of course, you know, when when we started to hear, uh, you know, the sad news that Coach Bowden was not doing well, we, we did start at least to say what, you know, what 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 do we need to have ready in the event something were to happen? And, uh, you know, of course, you know, recreating that Bobby set. And if you saw the picture at the end of the slideshow of him and Doak watching when we did a game, you know, did a halftime dedicated to him, yeah. sitting in the press box, looking at his name spelled on the field. Yeah. Uh, that's a picture I, I will always cherish. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, both, both, uh, you know, we are, you know, we have to choreograph and chart and and uh, arrange and so everything we do is done by somebody on our staff either either Chandler uh, Patrick myself um, and we don't do anything that you know that is just kind of any any band can do it's it's all written just for us agreed and I'll, I'll tag on to that is uh, a lot of it's you know planning in advance so as as uh, DP mentioned is you know we, we kind of got the idea and word that you know Bobby was um, you know on his you know, last few days, we're like, well, we want to make sure that we have this ready and prepared. Because uh, the, the first show itself was a coming out the box swinging show. We're playing anything that was loud. We had the whole dance sequence and things like that. So we were ready to come out and just have a big show because of the atmosphere of the game in general. Uh, but uh, as he mentioned, a lot of that stuff is done, you know, months in advance. So we sit down and we talk about it. Uh, we go back and forth with ideas. It's like, well, I like this. Well, no, I don't like this. And, you know, we're, we're very honest with each other because we want the best product for uh, for the group and we want the audience to enjoy everything that we do uh, as uh, as well. So, as, you know, as we mentioned, it's just a great, a great team effort to put it together. Um, but just like any team, you know, we have some moments where we, we have to knock each other's heads off a bit. But it, that's how you get the best product out of it. And that's, you know, the best part, especially working with, uh, Dr. Flack and Dr. Dunnigan as well. Yeah, it sounds like me and TJ in our uh, pre-production meetings. We just want to kill <laughs> each other, but we, we somehow make it look like we like each other when we're on here. But I, I want to take it a, to the hardwood real quick, man. Like at Florida State basketball, Leonard Hamilton, phenomenal coach. Simple sound is such an integral part, as you mentioned, all the Olympic sports. But I truly think for the Florida State basketball team, you know, the schedule came out today. They have Syracuse on uh, I think January 8th and then Louisville. And if they win both those games, they will hold the ACC record for longest ACC home win streak in the conference history, which we joined in 92, which is ridiculous. How fun has it been to be part of Simmel Sound during these past five, six, seven years with, with Coach Ham and what he's put on the court? Because we don't lose in the tuck, man. We don't. Yeah. And that, you know, to me, that's really exciting because I, I was in the band when you know, Charlie Ward was point guard with Bob Sura, Doug Edwards, uh, you know, I mean, Rodney Dobard. I mean, I was there for those, you know, those first years in the ACC. And sure, when Duke came to town, you know, we would 
sell out the, uh, you know, the TLC double C and when, you know, North Carolina would, but you know, I always looked at it uh, back then and the multicolored seats, you all might remember that, <laughs> yes. you know, yes. in, in light bulb scoreboard and, you know, the renovations that we put into basketball, I think have been huge. Uh, but then just seeing that, you know, that, that now it's, it's commonplace, that place, that place is rocking. And, I, I, I dreamt of that for many years, going way back to when, you know, like I said, I was in the band of, of becoming a more basketball fanatic school. And seeing that come to fruition is just incredibly exciting to me. Because, again, I agree with you. I think when you have a band uh, like ours uh, and you, you add that venue and you get that place really going. I mean, that Louisville game a couple of years ago was incredible. Oh, uh, I mean, it's, yeah. so, yeah, it's, you know, I know Chandler – you know, Chandler can add his thoughts, but I couldn't be more excited. I, I think we are a weapon. I, I like that we uh, are, are, you know, I like that we can impact the game because that's, you know, that's what we want to do in every venue, soccer, softball, football. Volleyball the other night. Volleyball. Florida. <laughs> yeah. Having a band, having a band there that, that was more like what we were used to pre-COVID, that makes a difference. I mean, Tully might not be the, you know, the most, uh, you know, modern facility, but when you pack that place and you get the band in there, and that's a hard place to play, you know. Yeah, and, and I want to throw this to Chandler, but David, to your point, I'm a huge basketball guy. I said it, but that Louisville game you mentioned when Trent Forrest dunked on Jordan Nora, we, we had Trent Forrest on the podcast last uh, October, November, and just hearing him give his account was like I was a fanboy. I was like, you know, my wife when the Backstreet Boys are in town or something. It, it was just ridiculous. I loved it. Uh, Chandler, same question, man. J- just the, not just football, because obviously everybody knows about Chiefs football, but these other sports, TJ mentioned that we beat number 14 Florida in volleyball this week, and the band, I think, played a role in that. Yeah, you know, being being able to control the atmosphere, that's one of the, the craziest parts about this job, is you, you are basically the soundtrack of the game. And, you know, a lot of times, especially with Seminole Sound, where it's either men's or women's basketball, volleyball, you know, when you kind of stand up on the box, and a lot of times I'll look up into the crowd, I say, okay, I see we got about a good set of 25-year-olds. Here's a playlist we're going to do today. And because of that, you know how to get the house moving. You want to move and get the energy and stuff going uh, as well. And that is just super insane. And, you know, I think about, uh, for me, my my biggest game here so far, I got my doctorate uh, here at Florida State, was when we played Zion when they when they came in town, oh. and it was just like, oh, okay, anything we can do to get in your nerves is going to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. the excitement. But you know, when you know, just knowing what to call and uh, you know, being able to control that um, is is uh, is insane. So with this basketball, volleyball, kind of like you mentioned, just anything that deals with sports, uh, you know, being able to shift that energy when we need to and then when it happens keeping that drive going keeping it going and keeping it going uh is really uh fantastic because the team drives off of it the crowd drives off of it uh and that's that's really uh one of the most exciting parts about the job too and he's right yeah go go ahead no you go ahead i was just gonna say i mean he's exactly right i mean that that's the that's great part about college bands in general you know college sports college basketball college football is are, are the bands i mean you know um you know, I, I wish Notre Dame could have brought their band uh, two weeks ago, just if nothing else, to, to hear the Notre Dame fight song. I mean, it's, you know, it's a historic fight song. And, you know, uh, you know, but that's, you know, we, we are the soundtrack, like you said, to Florida State football, Florida State basketball and the other sports. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's really a cool thing for us. I mean, I know I, I will never uh, that will never, ever tire on me. 
I mean, especially as an alum, uh, you know, when we can impact the game and and really swing momentum, uh, there's that's really a cool feeling for us and our students, no question. Chandler, Chandler you, you, you kind of – you broke my heart a little bit, man, talking about that Zion game because I remember Cam Reddish hit that yeah, shot at the yeah. buzzer. To win. But – as I mentioned earlier, we've won 24 straight since then mm-hmm. in conference at home. I think y'all play a big role in that. TJ, go ahead. Um, I totally lost uh, where I was. Okay. All right. I don't want to get you guys in trouble, uh, but my but I'm going to try here for in a second. Um, my I, So my season tickets, I've graduated from being a newlywed, and so my season tickets are a little bit – uh, in, in a little bit different spot right now, I'll just say. But they used to be right beside you guys. In 119, you guys have moved since then too. So we're both both just moving on up. But uh, you guys are – and I don't know who um, designates this or who makes this call, but you were talking about opposing bands. Florida State is so much more generous than uh, any other school that I've ever been to in where the opposing band sits. Yeah. Like the opposing band house is a great seat. And we go to like UF and we're, you know, like talking to God upstairs. And then we go to Miami <laughs> and same thing, right? Like touching the clouds. What, you know, so what, who, who decides that? And why are you guys so nice? Well, they, <laughs> you know, they actually, you know, the, the fans might not know this, but we, every school has to seat their band within their, their uh, ticket allotment. Okay. So that can be so. Really, we we have no control over over where the visiting teams uh, bands sit because it basically wherever their allotment of tickets in that are, wedge, yeah, in that wedge, they they have that has to come out of their ticket allotment. It does not come out of of any Florida State seats. So it comes out of their seats that they're given for every game. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you're right. When we go to Miami. You know, because they only give Florida State a couple, you know, a couple hundred in the lower bowl and the rest are up there. We we have no choice but to sit up there. So it's sure. not that they're doing it intentionally, but, you know, and so, yeah, when we go to, you know, when we go to Clemson, other places, we are all, you know, we're always sitting like this because, yeah. you know, every seat is really coming out of our, our visiting allotment. And uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's different. And the, the move to the the other end zone this year has uh, it's been challenging. I you know we 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 like it. There's a lot to like about it. Um, we have to work. There's still some things that we're going to have to to work on and work through if it's going to be a permanent change. Uh, but uh, you know we we like we like being down there. We just there you know through the first two games it's it's been there's been some challenges. So we'll have to see see how we can uh, you know tweak it. I know that sometimes with uh, with road travel and different things that gets brought up, we see different things on on the timeline on on Twitter. Uh, now I followed Dave forever, um, and he used to actually come by our tailgate, you know, on the way into the stadium and stuff. But you see things on the timeline from time to time about you know road travel and wanting to get kids to games. How and we we work with the boosters a lot. We work with FSU, similar experience and stuff. Like, how can people support you guys? Like, how can they kind of like support what you guys do? Whether that be road travel, whether that be just whatever, like how how can people support the the, the Chiefs? Andrew Wilson, you want to take that or you- I'll, I'll start um, from the the from the visual aspect uh, is you know what we're going to do better at uh, this year and in the last couple of years is just kind of getting our our um, our social media game up and running and getting it out and being very consistent with that. So you know we do travel so people know where we are. 
where we're going to rehearse, what time we're going to get to the stadium, because uh, it's really, you know, important to see us when we get there. So whether, you know, somebody coming by and just watching us rehearse or having our fans there as soon as we get off the bus, getting ready to go into the stadium or even know what area we're sitting in at the stadium so you can sit next to the band uh, as well. You know, we're like I said, we're going to do our best to get that information out, um, you know, in advance so, you know, we can have. Uh, our own little party <laughs> wherever we go um, as well. So that's one way I think, you know, that uh, that'd be a great support. You just, just visually uh, a bit. Yeah. And from a, you know, from another standpoint for us, uh, you know, we would love, uh, you know, we would love to have a, a band and rep. Also share that. Uh Oh, am I there? Yeah, there, there we go. go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, we would love to have a rep, you know, have the war chant, you know, uh, blaring at every game on the road. Um, and I know, you know, athletics and coach Norvell and football probably share that sentiment. But, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's a point we have to work towards. Uh, and we do have a travel fund uh, through the FSU Foundation. Uh, we have an instrument fund to help us, you know, and so there are ways to give. Uh, as you would to Florida State and earmark it for certain things designed for marching chiefs. But, uh, you know, that would be our goal years down the road is to have, you know, it's hard to to do this, you know, and you every time I see that when the band's not there, arms go in different ways and this. And, <laughs> nobody you know, can keep beat. <laughs> nobody can keep beat. It's just a hot mess. But, yeah. You think that's mean, bad. Go to a Braves game. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and that's, and this Jeez, us, by yeah. the way. I mean, that's awesome. I go to a Braves game and I hear us and I'm like, this, it's yeah. kind of a surreal thing. Cause I'm like, yeah. you know, that's, that's us. Yeah, but, Kansas City. And yeah, same thing. <laughs> you know, but that shows you, that shows you the, you know, the, the, the reach of that war chant. I mean, it, yeah. it yeah. is, I know you said, you know, you hear fans. I mean, we, we know that, that visiting fans, you know, uh, just hate it. They, they hate it. I mean, you know, yeah. we, we always see the Florida State, don't, did, do you practice any other songs or, you know, you only know one song. And of course, that's not the case, but it just shows that it works because it's that's so, it yeah, just, it just comes in your ear and it just stays there. It's and, so recognizable, right? Yeah. Like, in, and, and the fan, you, you guys talked about this, but like, and that's why I want to ask you that about ways to potentially support because like, I don't know, like everyone, every one of us has the, the album on our iTunes, right? Like everybody plays similar uprising on the way up to Tallahassee. Like we played it at the tailgate the other day when we were out there, you know, you guys get out there before the legacy walk and you guys are playing and stuff. And people are going nuts on that legacy walk before that Notre Dame game. And so just like, I don't know, it's just so absolutely recognizable. So like people get so passionate with it. I mean, look at me, I'm getting all tongue tied just talking about it, but yeah, like, I mean, I just think that, like you said, like our band, you know, you guys do so much and, um, you know, it, it's cool to kind of hear some of the stories behind it and stuff. Richie, I cut you off. I know you were going to go there, but. Yeah, no. So, so I just have one last question for you, David. I, I you know, me and Mark Ziegler, I, I'm pretty close with him. He was my favorite professor at Florida state. And I saw you were in Jacksonville last weekend yeah. and I, I look over your right shoulder. You got the green Bay Packers thing, yeah. but how cool was it? I know it sucked being a Packers fan, but how cool is it to see Jameis have that game while you were there? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the ultimate goal when I, especially going after, you know, heading over there after Saturday night, 
uh, you know, it, 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 there was no question. I, I was looking forward to a much better day on Sunday. <laughs> and, but my, my, you know, my ultimate outcome, I was hoping that Jameis would play really well and look great, but then the Packers would win. And of course, Jameis, you know, Jameis looked like Rogers. Rogers looked like maybe <laughs> Jameis, you know, a year or two ago. And um, so I know, of course, I, I root, you know, I root for Dalvin Cook, even though he's a Viking and I root yeah. for, you know, Jameis. I mean, I, I want to see Knowles do well. Uh, but, you know, I yeah, that, I didn't expect I didn't expect the uh, the Packers <laughs> to look quite as inept as they did. And I'm looking forward to what they do tomorrow on Monday Night Football because they, they have to look somewhat better. Yeah, big game. Yeah, that's a big one tomorrow. The Lions, Maybe. right? Yeah. The Lions, yep. That's and that's at home in Lambeau. And you know, if you, if you gotta you, win that one, right? Jerry, Jerry got through for four hundred yards last week. I don't know. Gotta win that one. <laughs> Green Bay's eleven and a half point favorites. I, yeah. I like the Packers in this one. You gotta win that one. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I would expect Rodgers and company to look really uh, a lot better. And you know, yeah. they've never played well in Florida. Yeah, I don't know if it's the, you know, if it's just the the heat and humidity or what it is, but they they their record in Florida is just has never been great, and it's it, yeah, it's a little odd. But <laughs> Jameis has never lost a game in the state of Florida north of I four, so you know, <laughs> yeah. or north of Orlando. Sorry, like north of like north of Tampa, he's never lost a game in the state of Florida. So I, it was kind of like you guys were kind of like walking into a trap. It just is. What it is. Yeah, I, and I kind of <laughs> felt that. And again, just coming off a of Saturday night. Oh man, I feel uh, so bad for I, you. I just, you went like, from Jacksonville to, State to that. Oh my god. god. Mark, Mark went over with me, and you know, I was just you know, I need this, God, I need this, and then it was it was the worst. It wasn't even an entertaining game. I mean, it was just the only thing that was great is we had shade. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the only thing that was great about that game, other than James that, playing well. You know, that means a lot in Florida when you're in the, these September games because I, oh, yeah. I I have buck season tickets and I won't go to a game until November. Like I'll I'll sell them. I I have no no desire to go to any football game outside of the Florida State Notre Dame game, which I'm glad I went to. Yeah, it, I went to the Packers Jags a couple years ago, and I sat in the 400 upper deck, and it was. Yeah, it was yeah. in September. It was the hottest. I, I can't recall ever going to a hotter game. Maybe the, I hate to say this, maybe the 1989 Southern Miss Brett Favre game <laughs> in Jacksonville that we lost. Um, yeah. And so we had, I have friends that just kind of know that stadium and they said, hey, you want to be in this section 204 because that's on the right side and you'll have, you know, and the four o'clock kickoff helped. But that was the only thing, you know, even <laughs> worth the, uh, the trip over was the shade. I saw Madso tweeted that uh, Saturday is a high of 82, a low of 63 in Tallahassee. So um, I know it's, I know it's hot with all that band stuff on for those kids anyway, but it's better at 82 than it is at 102. Yes. Yeah. Chandler Chandler can tell you, you know, Chandler, you know, Chandler marched uh, just across town in the March of 100 as an undergrad. And, you know, and so he's, He's worn a band uniform in in Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. You know how rough it is. <laughs> I did. And I'm from Miami too, so it's like, oh, yeah. So I, David, I remember. I don't know. I think it was 2008. Is my sophomore year at Florida State. We had a blackout. No, it was my freshman year, 2006. We had a blackout against Boston College, where they gave us all these free black T-shirts and. I feel like a wuss now complaining about having to wear a black shirt for a 330 game against Boston <laughs> College. Knowing what, what, what your people, the, the marching chiefs and the marching 100 over at PMU, they, they have to wear that whole garb for every game. 
and March during halftime. So yeah. it, it, nothing but respect for any any band members that uh, Florida State fam, you anyone that nothing but respect for y'all. For some reason, the technology of band uniforms has just not not modernized. <laughs> it's still no. it's still like twenty five pound polyester. You know, it's and it is. And in Florida now, there was a game. You know, um, two years ago, you know, we played Boise at that noon game, mm -hmm. uh, and it was it was brutal. And then the next, we don't week, talk about that game on here. Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I go ahead. Not even mention that. Oh, man. But but then we, you know, the next week we had a heat advisor, and we just we put the band in shorts and t-shirts at that point, just from a safety. So there is a point where we have to you know, be, uh, be safe and take student well-being because those, you know, when you have heat index that, that reaches a hundred and you add those uniforms and, and what mm -hmm. they do pregame, you know, it's, it's not uncommon for several band members to, to need, you know, need some assistance, you know, from, uh, you know, from, uh, from our staff or even, you know, some, some, uh, you know, paramedics and stuff just to make sure they're okay. Yeah. Right. Uniforms get quite heavy. The the sweat sits in it, so like, <laughs> it's heavier by the end of pregame than it was before. Before we yeah. need Nike to work on a dry fit material. Like, that's, let's go. What are we doing, Nike? They're probably watching this, so like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, they're probably tuning in. Yeah, um, get them on that stat. Uh, David Chandler, thank you guys so much for hanging out for a few minutes tonight. We really appreciate your time. Appreciate you guys doing this on short notice. Um, a lot of passion in the fan base. Uh, whether people were Chiefs, whether their parents were Chiefs, whether they are like legacy Chiefs, right? Like they they were Chiefs as were their parents. There's a lot of passion for the marching Chiefs, for the pet bands, for the different things that happen. And we really, really appreciate what you guys do as well as your time tonight. Um, and you're welcome to come hang out with us anytime, man. If you if you get free free moments between between the work, because I know it's a lot that you guys do. <laughs> We got it. Yeah, we definitely have to. We have to see if we can get a, a live band, you know, a house band on or something. But I would just you let's know, go. Yeah, right. I'm I'd here go, for it. <laughs> you know, I would just urge everybody. And I heard, I heard, you know, before we came on, you know, you all were saying. I, I would just hope. You know, I guarantee you, our, our students are gonna. You know, I mentioned at the start, they're gonna keep beating the drum. That war chant, war chant, that war chant is kind of symbolic for us because it's incessant. It it it, it doesn't stop no matter what. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's kind of has to be you know our mindset as fans is we, we have to keep supporting no matter what. And I'm hoping, you know, I mean, it's not going to turn around if we all retreat. And so, you know, I know Chandler shares this as well. We're 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 going to be there on Saturday. Our students are going to cheer and you know play their hearts out. And, uh, you know, we're just hoping that, you know, uh, a good number of, of true Seminoles are going to follow us and, and get this team on the right track. So absolutely. absolutely. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And that, that was really kind of where we were probably going to go to end the episode is like, yeah, we're frustrated. Yeah, we, we don't like how yesterday felt. We certainly don't like how last Saturday felt. But uh, withdrawing support does not further the cause right you know and yeah. so that that's what it is at the end of the day is no it stinks right now <laughs> we get it there's no sugar coating that but saying i'm just gonna go fish on saturdays is not the answer either so um no so you're you're spot on there if for nothing else let me go hear the chiefs you know yeah like right. they, they sound as good as they did in 2013 so there's that <laughs> loud, loud and in effect. we will be there 
Absolutely. Thank you, gentlemen, for hanging out. We appreciate it. Our pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. Take care. Of course. Take care. David Plack and Chandler Wilson. Appreciate their time. Appreciate them coming on. Um, Good to chat a little bit of FSU band with them. We had been wanting to do that for a minute. And then uh, Richie and I were texting today, and we we're just like, man, I, I don't know what to say about this loss. Um, so we <laughs> I figured feel out a couple. After talking to them, I, I really do too, do. man. Like I feel, <laughs> man. I just need, I just need to start calling David on Sunday night or Saturday nights when I'm depressed after right. uh, FSU game. So, all right. So yeah, that's the other. That so that that's where it kind of goes from here. So we play Louisville this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about a couple other things. We'll get out of here, but play Louisville this weekend. As we said, Louisville opened up as a one point favorite. I don't really know what the line movement has been on that just yet. Could be a couple of points different. I, I'm really not sure. Um, Florida State, Louisville is not as good as Wake Forest. And Florida State, I think by cleaning up a couple of mistakes, Florida State loses that game to Wake Forest by 10. Florida State would have lost that game to Wake Forest by 10. We'd feel a lot better about this Louisville game coming up. At the end of the day, Florida State didn't lose that game by 10, right? They lost by three touchdowns. So that's the concern. Um, Florida State plays – Anywhere close to how they played opening night or anywhere close to how they played in the second and third quarters against Jacksonville State, they'll probably be in it late again against Wake Forest, and, and then we'll kind of see what happens from there. Obviously, nothing's guaranteed. Um, but it'd be really, really nice to get a win going into that Syracuse game, who Syracuse is worse than Wake Forest. FSU should beat Syracuse. Should. Let's not jump two weeks ahead, but – be really nice to get a, a win against Louisville. We will break that down on Thursday. Man, I was before the season, I was looking forward to having Mark back on. We had Mark Enos last night from the uh, Louisville 247 affiliate, and I bet him a bottle of bourbon last year and lost that bet. I was excited to have him on and bet him another bottle of bourbon. Uh, now I don't want to bet again because of how bad FSU is. I probably still will, but – Real, not, I real quick, like TJ, uh, Louisville is now two-and-a-half-point favorites. I told you it would go that way. I, it shocks yeah. me that it opened up that low – I mean, that could be Vegas kind of betting on Florida State to kind of come back. Everybody puts the money on Louisville, and Florida State does end up playing better. And that's the big thing that's been shocking is, you know, Notre Dame is certainly overrated. They did cover the spread this weekend against Purdue. But Notre Dame is probably overrated, and that's going to get found out when they play the next three opponents, which are all ranked right now. But Notre Dame is better than our last two opponents. And so Notre Dame being overrated does not excuse the the way that we've played the last two weeks. And so – what happened? Where was it just because it was Bobby night? Was it just because it was a full stadium? Was it just because it was Labor Day Sunday night? Like what happened from that Sunday night until now? Like that, I think, that's just what I don't understand. Yeah. I, I think it's a combination of uh, that was a very special night in Tallahassee and uh, Florida State capitalized on that. But again, uh, Jacksonville State, I think I don't think we prepared for that week and coming to Wake Forest. Again, I have to point to Mike Norvell. Like, say what you want. Adam Fuller is on the hot seat nonstop for Florida State fans. Um, And after last season, I understand why. But he's not been bad this year. The defense has been okay. The defense has been good enough for Florida State to be 3-0 right now. The offense has not been there. And I think it's Mike Norvell. The first game, you throw that away, right? It is what it is. The second game, he was looking ahead. The third game, Wake Forest he didn't know what he wanted to do. Like he, he again, he, he announced McKenzie Milton as a starter and then went to Travis to Milton, Travis to Milton, pick, pick a quarterback at this point for me personally. 
just pick one and ride with him and see if you can win football games. Uh, you, you tweeted it out from the podcast account, TJ. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was you who tweeted it out, but Travis Hunter is about all we got going for us right now. And we need this guy committed and to stick stay in this boat. Yeah, I'm hoping that Florida State can find a way to get these next two wins, beat UMass, and then upset somebody else to get to four and eight. Like that, to me, that is the, yeah. I think and four and eight, as happen. bad as that is, four and eight to starting out 0 and three, four and eight is a successful season. You know, not a successful season, but from where we are now, you know, four and eight is, is about the, maybe a ceiling is probably the better way to say it. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes out of Norvell. I mean, I will say, not to give him any kind of, you know, at the end of the day, you got the players you got and, and you roll with it, right? Like Mullen found a way to get Emory to play well against freaking Alabama, right? So, you know, let's go, you know? So, um, you know, I just, I just, I just don't know. Um, I, you know, the old adage is you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. And at the end of the day, I think that's where Florida State's at. Um, I don't think that he has confidence in either quarterback, and that's why he's no. so quick to run back and forth with with this one or that one. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, you can't tell me that if we don't play McKenzie Milton the entire game yesterday, we we lose by any more, or if we don't play Jordan Travis the entire game. Now, again, when when Jordan Travis got hurt and then he put Milton, like that's we'll fine. Sit, yeah. I, you know, that's different. But you can't tell me that if we don't. If Milton plays a whole game, we 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 score two touchdowns. You know, so it's just all the same. You got to pick one yeah. and roll. Um, Mike Norvell is on the hot seat. Like uh, he's now coached twelve games. He's three and nine. Again, I I I don't think Mike Norvell will be fired at the end of the season. And some fans may want him to be. I, I don't see that as a remote possibility. We're looking at next year, and for this year, all I care about is this recruiting class because Mike Norville has a lot of different make difference makers committed to him right now. If he can sign them, he can turn this thing around. Yeah. You've got to sign these kids, though. you got to sign the offensive line commits. You've got to sign Duffy. You've got to sign Hunter. McCall is, is going to be a tough one. Um, I don't know that he has the same passion that Hunter has to stay committed. Um Maybe you know, obviously, be great, yeah. but I mean, I think you're looking at a three-win team. You know, I think they beat Syracuse, I think they beat UMass, and I think they find a win somewhere else. Yeah. I have no idea where it is. They probably just play up one game and 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 get the win, like against the BC or NC State. Well, we'll just beat Miami, and that'll just piss us off even more. Because that point, like, well, what Miami's are we doing just bad. Miami's Miami's freaking terrible too. Like, if you watch that game, I don't know if you watch that game at noon against Michigan State. Oh, they were they're was, they're awful. Was really bad. Yeah, uh, we we've just got to run. I mean, that's the thing. If Corbin could not just, just not fumble, you yeah. know, like we just got to run Corbin for 160 yards and, and four touchdowns. But anyway, um, you talked about basketball a little bit with um, Dave and then we talked about on Thursday as well. They're going for that record. Um, yeah. He's not that far away. So excited for uh, 52 days until Florida state tips it off. I cannot wait. I'm not counting down days, but I am counting down days. I thought it was closer than that. So uh, 52 days, a long time. I'm, I'm old and I just can't. It sounds long until you realize you have to watch like seven more Florida state football games until that happens. So uh quick recap around FSU world, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Volleyball. We talked about this a little bit on Thursday, but volleyball got a massive win against the Gators yes. in four sets um, in a night that they honored Brianna Berry. 
Um, cross country's Adrian Wilshut wins the open that happened on Friday morning at the Appalachian Regional, nice. Regional Parkway, uh, which was big. The men's and women's teams both finished, I believe, top three. Uh, but Florida State did um, did get the win with Adrian there. Um, soccer continues their impressive streak. They're now, uh, well, they remain undefeated on the season. They beat Boston College 4-1 to one on Saturday night. Uh, obviously, football took their loss on the road. Golf, uh, not the best <laughs> outing. Um, but uh, golf competed this weekend in the Fighting Illini Invitational. Long season. Again, not the best outing for them, but uh, a good week overall for FSU athletics, especially with soccer and volleyball and, and cross country, just kind of like dominating things. So good stuff there. More and more sports are picking up. Tennis plays. Yeah. Uh, Jen and them play in a couple of weeks. I'm excited for that. Um, we got Dick Let's go. Yeah. Volleyball is crushing it right now. And so um, so in soccer, our soccer team is probably the best team in the entire country, regardless of sport. Like Alabama showed some some cracks in the armor this weekend. I don't think Alabama's as good as they yeah. have been in the past. They're I think not. they'll continue to get better. Um, and they'll probably win another national title, but they're just not like the team they were last year. And so I think our soccer team is the best team in the entire country. Like they probably Pat, like at this point, yeah. Yeah. At this like, point, right now, they definitely are. We'll see so, what happens as the weeks come, but they definitely are right now. So get out and support FSU soccer if you are in Tallahassee or around there. Um, they're freaking incredible. Again, volleyball as well. Upset number 14, um, UF on a special night in Tallahassee for Brianna Berry. Uh, very cool there as well. Um, shout out Harlan, who got married yesterday. Didn't have to watch. Yeah. Not for getting married. For not having to watch the yeah, FSU right. game like we all did. Uh, shout out Harlan. And uh, shout out Nick Saban. I talked a lot of smack about uh, Alabama winning this weekend. Thank you so much for making that dream a reality uh, so that I didn't have to have more tweets revisited. Uh, any shout outs, Richie, before we get out of here? No, it's just a uh, shout out to Harlan. Again, uh, another shout out to Brooks and Daniel Berger. Ryder Cup this week. I'm really excited. Check out the Par 4 podcast. Um, but no, sh uh, shout out my wife. Uh, she was really nervous during that Alabama-Florida game last night. Uh, which I was as well. I, I felt this is how bad Florida State is right now. I was more invested in the Florida-Alabama game than I was in the Florida State-Wake Forest game. But glad she got her win, so I'm good from there. Um, Double fries, no slaw. Again, brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you guys for hanging out tonight. We may be back with a pop-up episode again this week. I know we're um, giving you guys too much content. And you're asking us to stop, but we will just keep putting it out for you guys. Um, win, lose, or draw, rain or shine, we are here to give you guys the content. Hunter, be quiet. Hopefully we beat you guys later for saying that floor is good. Um, I don't even know when the pop-up episode will be, but I'm working with FSU on when that might happen. So I'll let you guys know. You'll see it pop up live in your feed, and that'll be good enough. So until next time, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out. Go Knowles.